Welcome to Season 4 of the Go Forth and Golf Podcast. So happy to have you. Have a great conversation with Charlie Reimer coming up on this podcast. You don't want to miss it. So get ready. Let's tee it up. Welcome to the Go Forth and Golf Podcast, where you can listen to everything related to the game of golf. Golf tips to help you improve your golf game, entertaining interviews, discussions about the latest in golf equipment, and so much more. Now, here is your host, PGA professional, Steve Goforth. Hello and welcome to Season 4 of the Go Forth and Golf Podcast. I am your host, Steve Goforth, PGA Professional at Cross Creek Golf Club. I am so happy to have you back for Season 4. I have a great season waiting for you this year. You're going to be really entertained by a lot of the guests that I'll have on the podcast, sharing some wonderful conversations, and also more tremendous tips that will help you with your golf game, more discussions with Nick, and so much more that I'm really excited to bring you for season four. So thank you again so much for your support up to this point. I hope I continue to have your support for season four. And as always, please go out there and tell other people that you know about the podcast. Just help this golfing community that we have created grow, and it allows me to help more golfers. That's what I'm what I'm doing this for, and that's what I'm passionate about. That's why I sit in front of this microphone every episode and record everything that I'm doing for you because I just I want to grow the game. I want to entertain you. I want to inspire you. I want to educate you and, again, grow the game. So, again, thank you so, so very much. I was so thrilled and honored to have Charlie Reimer come on and, and be my guest and sit down and have this great conversation with me. Charlie is a tremendously huge influence on the game of golf. We talk about so many things that he has accomplished in his career, such as his Golf Channel experience, his time on the morning drive, his great golf show, the Charlie Reimer Show, that you can check out on YouTube, his influence on Myrtle Beach Golf, and we also go into discussions about his very hard-fought battle with colon cancer. It is a great inspiration story that you need to listen to, and whether or not you've gone through something like this or you have a loved one that's going through something like this, it's so inspirational to hear Charlie's story and how he come out victorious against colon cancer. We also talk about Charlie's experience with Macklemore Golf. You'll learn more about who Macklemore Golf is and also his future plans in golf. And another topic that I really enjoyed conversating with him about was the junior golf in the state of South Carolina. So, of course, I'm from South Carolina and so is he. And so we talk about how successful junior golf has been in this state. So without further ado, let's jump right in to that conversation with the great Charlie Reimer. Oh, he got all of that one. Charlie, thank you so very much for taking time out of your schedule for coming on on the podcast. I'm so honored to have you on. How are you? Well, it's been a tough year, um, but uh, Steve, I'm I'm doing uh, doing really good now. In fact, um, uh, I know you're going to ask me about it. I've been dealing with colon cancer this year, and and uh, um, I, I had some really bad, really difficult surgery early in the year and, um, chemo, um, chemo, people ask me about chemo and I'm like, uh, what, uh, 
I had you know house chemo, and I'm like, well, it sucks, giant monkey balls. That's sort of my, <laughs> my canned answer for it. But uh, I'm in surveillance now, and just this morning, as a matter of fact, I, I got uh, uh, results from a blood test I took about ten days ago. Uh, it's some fancy new blood test just approved by uh, the FDA, and and uh, I get a notice on my phone, and it says. Uh, look at the test result, and it says no cancer detected. So, oh, that's uh, awesome. you get it, yeah, get a day like that. It's it's a lot of fun. But uh, I, I've learned a lot this year, and and um, you know, learned to appreciate every day a little bit more, and and uh, learned to to um, change priorities around a little bit. So you spend as much time as you can with the people you love that love you and in great places, and. And, and, uh, so it's, uh, as challenges and as challenging as it's been, uh, at times it, it's, uh, uh ultimately I, it's going to be a, be a good thing because it, it changes you. And uh, a lot of the people that I've met, uh, I never really had a friend or a family member who went through cancer, but a lot of the people that you meet are, you know, just, there's so many, you know, heroes out there, whether they're, you know, de- dealing with going through treatment and a lot of pain and disrupting their life and doing it in an amazing way or the professionals that are out there that, you know, help all of us with, with uh, cancer. It, it's just, um, it, it's amazing uh, the stories that you run into. I, I ran into some people that, you know, ha- had a horrible diagnosis and I got most of my treatment out at MD Anderson in Houston and, and uh, their research hospital. And, um, you know, late one night after a long day with a lot of needles and tubes, um, my wife and I are talking to a couple and uh, they, they're from Nebraska and about two months previous, they'd been having a family domino game and fried chicken night at their house, their farm in Nebraska. And the, and the dad about my age, he killed over and they never had a health problem. It took him to the hospital and mm-hmm. brain cancer and lung cancer and, got to MD Anderson and they, you know, they said, uh, you know, we really can't do anything for you. Uh, but if you participate, you know, in this clinical trial, um, excuse me, it gets me a little emotional, but, uh, it it won't help you live any longer or have any better life, but it'll help the people that come behind you. And, you know, that, that guy, and they signed up for it and that's what they were doing. And that, that guy is is a hero to all of us. So, um, you know, when you, when you go through something, you know, like that, and again, mine wasn't even the ballpark of what he's dealing with, but, you know, just the things that you see, it changes you. And, and uh, it's, it's definitely made me look at, you know, life a lot differently. And, and, uh, you know, I'm hoping I got another 40 years or something like that, but, you know, you never know how much you got. So you just got to make the most of every day, the best you can. That's right. Well, I'm sure as it would be for anyone, you get that news and it's, it's, it's mind boggling, you know, it's just a life changer, obviously, you know, what would you tell someone that, uh, that maybe they have uh, a loved one going through this, or maybe, maybe they're going through this. What's the best way of dealing with that? How do you get through that? I mean, you have battled through this and it's awesome. Congratulations. You've come out on the other side and we are so happy to hear that. What advice would you give someone else uh, going through this, whether it's themselves or a family member? Well, um, you know, with priorities, you know, for me, it's, it's, uh, you know, faith, family, friends in that order. And, and, uh, you know, you, you, you have to have that. And, and, um, um, you know, the power of prayer is, is just, 
amazing. And, and, uh, you know, I, I had a whole bunch of folks, a lot of different places, um, you know, pray, praying for me. And I, and I can tell you, you can absolutely feel it. And, and, uh, you know, if, if you got someone, uh, going through it, pray for them. Uh, and, and, um, uh, don't be afraid to reach out to them. You know, a lot of people will say, well, you know, I don't want to bother you. The best, the best tool, um, if you've got a loved one or an acquaintance or a friend, you know, dealing with cancer, send them a text because they you just love hearing. You might not always get a call back, mm-hmm. um, but, but uh, reach out, just let them know, hey, I'm thinking about you, you know, I'm praying for you. And, th- and that's, that's as meaningful as anything. And then, uh, you know, on the other side of, of, um, you know, when you're dealing with it, it's, it's just, it's one step at a time. And, and, uh, you know, try, try to be positive. I, I'm so blessed in so many ways, but you know, my wife at 31 years, she's a registered nurse and, um, she's been with me every step of the way. And, and you know, there's a lot of times you got to make decisions or you don't feel good or you forget to take your medicine or you're sitting there going, did I take that chemo or this chemo? And, you know, having, having my wife there with me has, you know, just been an amazing tool. Um, and uh, she, she's a, she's a real angel, very soft-spoken. And middle of the night, one night when I was in a hospital in a pretty tough spot, I'd never heard her command a voice before. And uh, <laughs> <laughs> the, uh, the nurses and the doctors came down to the room and, and um, they were trying to figure out what to do. And I'm on all these, you know, crazy drugs, hallucinating and everything. And, and uh, she's like, bup, 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 bup. And, they, and they're like, man, we've never heard anybody talk to us like that. And she said, you better get used to it. So, um, you know, she, she's been, been unbelievable. And, and if, if anything, this year has really drawn us closer together, you know, cause you, you know, you don't know, if you go through some tough times, you know, you, you and, and, and stress a relationship, you know, you really don't know what you got. I mean, everybody can deal with the, you know, the good times real, you know, real easy, but the bad times, that's when you, you know, when you really figure out what's what. And, yeah. um, it, it's, uh, um, um, the, the other thing I would say for folks, it, it if you, if you're dealing with cancer, stay off the internet. Um, you know, what, what I was dealing with in the treatment I got versus what I saw after spending 15 minutes on the internet, and that's the only 15 minutes I ever spent on it. It's so much different that they, you know, <laughs> It, 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 like my, my oncologist in Houston is, I mean, his, he's got degrees from everywhere. He's got electrical engineering degree from, from Vanderbilt, medical degree from Johns Hopkins, residency at Duke. He teaches at MD Anderson University of Texas Medical Center. And, and to think that you could, you know, spend 20 hours on the Internet and go in and tell him what you got is laughable. Mm-hmm. And, and uh, so and, and the things on the Internet are they're pretty darn negative. So uh, I, I'm just not a, that's one of the things that's helped me is staying away from all the, you know, the, the negativity, you know, I'm, I'm like, doc, tell me what I need to know and give me some, some things to focus on that I can do. I don't want to hear all the other, you know, what ifs and, and uh, cause you're going to have days that you feel really, really, really bad. And, and, you know, if you're focusing on the, you know, the positive stuff and not getting into the, you know, all the what ifs. I think, I think it educating yourself to the point that you scare yourself to death is very negative in the whole process. And yeah. then uh, finally, the thing I would say, especially for men, 
get your diagnostic test done. Um, I had all this done to me. I never, I never had a single symptom. I never had discomfort. I never had blood and, you know, in the, in the bowl. Um, I, I have yet to have a symptom. And because of that, um, I, I think I've got an excellent prognosis. And um, if I had waited until I had some pain or I was seeing some blood, it, it's, it's almost too late. Um, so the earlier they can get to you, um, if you've got a problem, the earlier they can detect it, you know, whether it's uh, cola guard poop in the box or, um, you know, colonoscopy is how they got mine, the, the better your odds are. Um, yeah. and, and so I encourage all the men out there, you know, check your, check your ego. It's not that they put you to sleep. You never know what happened to you. Go, go in and get, and get every diagnostic that's available to you that you would regularly get scheduled, you know, through well checks and annual physicals and that sort of stuff, because it will absolutely 100% save your life if you do. That. Yeah, no, absolutely. That was recommended to me as well. And, uh, insurance you know has gotten to a point where they cover it now at a younger age i think it's 45 now uh, i went and got one because you know i heard the stories that you're telling now and uh is advised to me look go do it because you catch it early you know god forbid something's going on there you catch it early your chances are uh, have drastically improved uh of getting through that and so i went and had mine and i'm very thankful that i did thankfully i come out okay and but absolutely 100% agree with you on that. Go out there and, and get tested. Nowadays, insurance cover that. And, you know, that's uh, that's your best bet at this point to fight off any possibility of this becoming uh, more serious. You, you've got to take advantage of those diagnostic tools. And, and uh, um, you know, and, and the thing is, is I, I'm running into folks you know, as you mentioned, it used to be 50, get your first colonoscopy. Now they're saying it's 45. If you got, if it runs in your family, you need to get done at 40. I talked to a young man, a, back as a Clemson grad, and um, kid's an ap- absolute superstar, and uh, 24 years old, already married. And uh, he had absolutely the same thing I had at 24 years old. Wow. And, and it didn't run in his family. So, um, you know, he'll get through it. Um, you know, he, he, a great, great kid, but it's, you know, it's just, it's just too young to be dealing, you know, with something like this. So yeah. uh, get those tests done. They'll save your life. And, and the other thing I'd say is uh, when you're going to get that colonoscopy, get that first appointment in the morning, because that gives you the best chance of having a clean pipe, you know, because everybody needs a clean pipe when they get the colonoscopy. I'm just saying. Yeah. So, you know, just words of advice. Yeah. <laughs> Great advice. I did mine early in yeah. the morning, so it definitely yeah. a whole lot yeah. better. Yeah. Yeah, exactly. They got that pipe clean in the morning. After That's exactly right. <laughs> yeah, The prep work wasn't that fun, but hey, listen, I'll, I'll do what it takes to, to make sure it's right. Yeah, you get, it's a good time to, to restart a diet when you do the prep work for colonoscopy. Although no I will doubt. say it's it's not as severe as it used to be. They've changed yeah. it. They changed it around a little bit. So it, yeah. overall, I mean, it's just not a, it's just not a bad experience. No, um, no, it wasn't. Nothing, it's nothing to be scared of. Absolutely I can not. You that. Absolutely so, in not. Fact of, in fact, of all the stuff I've gone through this year, that is by far the easiest. <laughs> <laughs> I can so, imagine. Yeah, exactly. But a lot of listeners know you from your golf channel experience, your golf channel career. 
Talk to me about that. How did you get started in the media in the media world? You had uh, a tremendous amount of success on there, and and I was always a huge fan of watching you on the morning drive for many years. Talk to me about that. How did that get started for you? Well, um, I, I'm grateful for the the years I had um, you know, broad, broadcasting live golf, and I was um, actually with with ESPN for 11 years before I came to, to Golf Channel. Did about 11 years or so at Golf Channel, and and um, during that uh, 20 plus years, it, it was uh, so much fun for me because I was sort of the the utility guy, and and uh, I, I think I. Um, I worked for all the networks at one point or another that have ever broadcast golf. And, and I've done pretty much every job that's, that's available. Uh, primarily I would be a, you know, walking reporter, but later on I worked a lot as a tower announcer. Uh, sometimes I worked as a lead analyst. Sometimes I'd work as a host. I probably enjoyed the hosting the most and, and uh, maybe just cause it was so different from the other jobs. And then I uh, went, when, uh, um, I left ESPN and came over to Golf Channel. I had done some studio work for ESPN, but not that much. But um, they, they wanted me full-time in the studio in Orlando because, you know, they want us pretty people in the high-definition studio uh, yeah. where we can really shine on camera. <laughs> <laughs> but, um, you know, at Golf Channel, I still got to do some um, some of the live um, shows. And, and you know, I might, might, might be PGA Tour, might be LPGA or – or champions tour. And, and that, that was sort of fun. Not a whole lot, but a little bit. And then, then uh, uh, started doing the uh, golf central programs at night. And then, and then when morning drive came along, I, I thought that was probably my best fit. And uh, it took me a year or two to, to get assigned to that show. And, and when I did, that was probably, that was probably the most fun I ever had in broadcasting. I'm more of a morning person anyway, and I don't mind getting up early and um, this, the, the fact that you know, when you're doing live golf, you, you're, you're, you're sort of reacting to what's in front of you. You might be able to tell people a little bit, Hey, look for this or look for that. But most of the time you're reacting to, to, to what's going on in front of you. When you go into studio work, you, you get to be a lot more creative. And, and, um, so, um, it, it was, uh, it was really a, a, a fun run. I'm, I'm grateful for my time there. And, and, uh, um, as, uh, um, really, really, really pretty cool experience. So, um, um, it, it was, uh, um, you know, at the time, you know, you're doing it, you think oh, I'm going to be doing this forever. It seemed like when I was playing the PGA tour, I thought I was going to be doing it forever. So, uh, uh, you know, sometimes things just don't, you know, work out the way you thought they would, but, you know, do some doors close and other doors open and, and you, you end up doing what it is you're supposed to be doing. If you want to take control of your health and feel so much better, I encourage you to check out Pure on Main. They have two locations on Main Street in downtown Greenville across from the Hyatt and another location on Cannon Street in beautiful downtown Greer. Pure on Main provides you with essential services and products allowing you to live a healthier, more fulfilling life. Pure on Main is one of the most exclusive and unique health and wellness centers in the upstate. They've been nominated as one of Greenville's best wellness centers for five consecutive years. Do you want to improve your endurance, increase your mobility in your golf swing, or get rid of joint pains? I can assure you Betsy and her staff are passionate about helping you improve your life. They have stores filled with beneficial items for your body and your soul. They also provide services such as colon hydrotherapy, massage therapy, 
Ionic Foot Detox, and Wellness Consulting. Pure on Main is dedicated to helping and serving their community. Please give them a call and let them recommend top-of-the-line products that are results-driven. I get all of my wellness supplements from them, and I feel amazing. Visit their website at pureonmain.com. Again, that's pureonmain.com, where you can purchase their phenomenal products, or you can visit their downtown locations in Greenville and Greer. So what are you waiting for? Start living healthier and pure with the help of Pure on Main. You won't regret it. Well, the Charlie Reimer show spawned off of that. Uh, really cool format. I love watching those those episodes. You've had some great guests on there. Uh, are you kind of out playing golf with them on some of the, most of those episodes? Tell me about the uh, how that show went for you or is going for you and some of your uh, – some of the guests that you've had that really have stood out to you. you've had John Daly on there, for example, who, who's been your favorite guest on your show? Well, it's, it's been a lot of fun. When, when I left golf channel, um, I, there's a, a, a group and, and Myrtle beach that accounts for the vast majority of the golf courses. There's a marketing co-op called uh, Myrtle beach golf tourism solutions. It's an old company that has been around for a long time. It, it originally was um, uh, called Myrtle beach golf holiday and, and great folks, they had been using me uh, through Golf Channel uh, to come do some things for my Myrtle Beach, and they, and they just sort of made an end-around run, end run and said, hey, you know, we want you to be our guy. And, and uh, so ended up going there, and part of what I've done at Myrtle Beach these last four years has is, is, uh, been that television show. It was, uh, it was on CBS Sports Network, and then we moved it over to, to um, ESPN2 this year, and, and it's been fun to watch. It's grown a nice audience. The, the, the ratings have been re- really pretty nice. But it, it's um, the idea is to get a, a celebrity that's tied to golf or a golf professional out in an um, environment where uh, they typically don't do interviews, so they're a little more comfortable, a little more relaxed. And, of course, part of that show is, is showing the world how beautiful – Myrtle Beach is and the golf in Myrtle Beach and all the things around golf. And, and uh, so um, we, we just um, go hang out and, and talk. I generally don't script much of anything and just, just have a good conversation and, and, and uh, sort of go uh, wherever we end up going with the conversation. And uh, it's been uh, um, really a lot of fun. Nick Faldo, um, I actually got him crying a little bit and, and, uh, he's, I think a very misunderstood guy. Uh, he's always been really super nice to me through broadcasting. And before that played on the PGA tour, it was nice to me. And, and, uh, I enjoyed that episode. You mentioned John Daly, always like getting with, with, uh, JD. There's been so much, um, um, negative, uh, bias in the coverage of John Daly and you know and a lot of that's probably justified but it, it's like anything else there there's always another side and and uh um so I I'm always I would say maybe not sympathetic but um when I'm with John very much non-judgmental and and trying to just get him to tell his story and he admits that you know hey I screwed a lot of stuff up and but He's also done a lot of really good stuff. He's been very generous with some of his money and helped a lot of folks out and, and you know, through programs like make a wish and some other things. And, and, um, he, he was always, uh, fun to be around and, uh, Sterling Sharp, uh, South Carolina product, um, university of South Carolina grew up in Georgia, but 
he, he's pretty reserved most of the time. But if you get him on a golf course and relaxed and talking, I'm like, I'm like Sterling. I don't have the cameras rolling. Just shut up. Be quiet. <laughs> Sterling, let us get out on the course and roll the cameras. And then we'll start. Save this for the show. I couldn't get him to, to wait to get the cameras rolling before we started talking. <laughs> That's how much he had to say. Um, I would say one of my favorite episodes is um, for fans of um, – uh, the Office, a long-time NBC show that was number one for I don't know how many years, and oh, yeah. still, of course, you can't you can't turn on TV without seeing the reruns. But Kevin uh, from The Office, uh, the bald, fat guy in the back, yeah, love Kevin. So, Kevin's so awesome. funny. Yeah, yeah, Brian Baumgartner is his name. He grew up in Atlanta, and he, uh, he ended up at, at SMU, and and um, he he's just such a such a good person and and uh really super smart wonderful actor and and uh we we just had we uh, we look at the world uh sort of through the same lens and uh, uh i just really enjoyed my conversation with him and and uh, so it's it's uh, i've had some musical guests um mark brown hooting the blowfish is a great friend he in fact he did the theme music for the show and and uh we, we got an episode where i went to his house um down uh, uh, north of Mount Pleasant, Charleston, South Carolina, and and uh, actually cut it in a treehouse studio that he has in his backyard, which was yeah, cool. which was really neat. And then some artists like Javier Colon, who's he won the Voice on NBC, an absolute sweetheart. So it's been a, been a lot of fun, a lot of you know friends um, that that I had that would come on the show, I and mean, a lot of folks I didn't know that are now friends. So um, it's 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 uh, it, it's been a lot of fun. I don't know what the future of the show holds we've been happy as i said with the with the ratings but uh we'll, we'll see what we come up with next year but hopefully we'll be able to to continue the show i, I don't know that um all the decisions have come down on that or, or yet um the business of tv sometimes really stinks the fun parts getting in front of the camera and creating stuff but if you don't do the business you don't get to create so uh uh it, it's um interesting business especially right now with with so much going on in the world and layoffs and media companies and stock being real low media companies and all of that. That's, you know, that's all above my pay grade, but ultimately it has an impact on, you know, what you see on TV when you're at home and, and hopefully it won't have a big impact on my program, but you just never know. Well, you're, uh, you're from the state of South Carolina, I played junior golf in this area and junior golf in South Carolina is, has always been very successful. I don't know what's in the water here in South Carolina, but we have produced a lot of junior golfers. I played in the junior golf ranks here in the state as well. And and what I love about what you've done over the years, if you, you've really given back to that, whether it's first tee, uh, whether it's junior golf tours, what are your thoughts about the amount of talent that we've, we've produced here in the state of South Carolina and the current state of junior golf here in South Carolina? Yeah, well, it, it's, it's a pretty simple formula. Um, Carolinas in general and, and South Carolina in particular, um, it, it's it's about people making an investment in junior golf because they understand that the value it has to society. Mm-hmm. And, and uh, you know, folks like, um, gosh, I, I grew up in a place called Tiga Cay when, when I was pretty young and, and uh, just south of Charlotte's a big place now, but there was a professional, there, PGA professional, he's, he's uh, hadn't been with us in a long time. His name was Barry Deese and, uh, uh, Barry Deese, uh, gosh, when I was, you know, five, six, seven, eight years old, 
he had the best darn junior golf program at TKK that you could imagine. He would go and get South Carolina Open was there a couple times. Uh, and so there were some good players that would come in. You know, here I'm a kid hanging out watching, you know, good players get out and play. Uh, you know, Russell Glover and Randy Glover and those guys, you know, sort of the legendary, you know, great players of South Carolina. And then he would have um, Paul Hahn Jr. came in and did a trick shot. So he was he was the original trick shot guy, and I was like in the front row. I mean, I couldn't believe it. Well, it's the coolest thing I've ever seen. Mm-hmm. And and uh, he had uh, I'll never forget. Um, he he was friends with uh, with a uh, longtime PGA Tour player Frank Beard, and um, also Bruce Litsky. And he had Frank and Bruce come in and and do sort of an exhibition, and you know, hang out for a day or two, and and. Uh, um, I'll never forget being like seven years old. And he put me right next to Bruce Litsky to have dinner. And, you oh, know, I wow. couldn't even, I mean, it just shut me up, you know I mean? I was like, <laughs> cause I'd seen him do an exhibition, watch him play and all this. I'm like, that's the coolest thing I've ever seen. I want to be a PGA tour player. And then um, years later when I was a rookie on tour, I was playing the, the LA open at Riviera. And um, I got on a shuttle bus going from the hotel to the golf course. And I, was sitting there and Bruce Litsky sat down beside me and uh, I, 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 I couldn't talk, you know, and, and uh, cause I had a slice too. He always hit a slice. And, and uh, I introduced myself and, and I said, uh, Mr. Litsky, you got no, no idea who I am, but when I was seven years old, you came to Tiga K South Carolina and Barry Deese was a boy. He goes, Oh, I remember Barry. I said, Barry sent me next to you for dinner and you were so nice to me. And I decided that day, that I was going to be a PGA tour player. And um, I'm sure you had a lot of kids tell you that, but I, I'm just here to tell you I'm a rookie on the PGA tour. And it's just an incredible pleasure to to meet you. And I can't believe you sat down beside me. So, you know, it's funny how things like that go, you know, go full yeah, circle, yeah. but uh, you know, that, and then you get beyond like happily through he's a father of junior golf and South Carolina, along with the Roundtree family, Charlie Roundtree, who will go in the, uh, South Carolina Hall of Fame in January, his family, his dad, um, you know, they, they did a lot of work to um, make sure that, that junior golf was going to be a big deal in South Carolina. And, and it has, uh, you know, you look at the major champions, the PGA Tour uh, winners, the winners on the web.com, the kids that have come out of the junior golf programs and gotten scholarships. And now they're successful in business, you know, all across the, you know, the country and the world. And, and it really is, it's an investment in your young people and it's an investment that pays off in immeasurable ways. And, and it's been contagious in South Carolina. So I'm a product of South Carolina golf because, because of very intentional acts of very generous people that love golf and they love kids and they brought all that together. So I'm very grateful for the opportunities that have been presented to me and providing for my education and, 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 um, my professional career and creating uh, friendships. I mean, it's just golf's an amazing thing. And in particular in South Carolina, it's been uh, incredibly amazing. Oh, absolutely. And uh, I'm forever indebted to those before me that created opportunities uh, I would never have had. And uh, trying to pass that along myself with First Tee and uh, my involvement with First Tee and PGA Junior League and uh, clinics i mean it's just you know it, it's my duty to pass that along you know because uh hey man like you, like you yeah. mentioned i mean we've been blessed to have had the opportunities we had and, and and be sitting here having this conversation with you right now because of 
the opportunities that were given to me by other people. So yeah, absolutely. Uh, time to pass that on. I'm proud to do it. Yeah. And, and, I, and I'll give you one example, you know, when we have this talk and obviously you're as passionate about it as I am and people that don't know golf, they're like, well, I don't, I don't get it. What, what, you know, what are you talking about? So you, you take a young person who maybe played a little bit of junior golf, some high school golf, maybe club golf, wherever they went to school and they're a, you know, four five, six or 10 handicap and they, and they get their first job and well, you know, whether this is a boy or a girl, and, and uh, you know, the boss of the company is, you know, going to play a scramble somewhere at a nice club on Monday for some charity event. And they're looking for people that know how to play golf. And now all of a sudden you got four or five hours with the boss in a social environment and the boss gets to know you a little bit better, remembers you. Um, and and it, the opportunity and the doors that that, that open because if you came up in a, in great programs like we have in South Carolina, you know how to speak, you know how to, to, to look someone in the eye, you know how to give the firm handshake. These are things that, you know, that impress old people. You know, a lot yeah. of young people overlook that. But you learn these skills in golf, and, and it absolutely pays off in, in big, big ways. Yeah, no doubt about it. Before I let you go, I know you're involved now with Macklemore Golf, a, a tremendous golf facility i think it's in uh if i'm not mistaken rising vaughn georgia and sure uh, it looks amazing tell me about that how did you get involved with those guys <laughs> well i i actually uh, even though i grew up in south carolina maybe second grade through high school my family is all from the chattanooga uh, tennessee area and and i've always had close ties in this area and and um I, I um, got invited by a uh, actually a family member who was really close to a board member of Macklemore to come up and meet some of the guys. And, and um, so they, they engaged me in a sort of a, you know, an ambassador type relationship. Uh, you know, hey, when you're in town, come hang out here, or maybe show up for a member guest and, and that sort of stuff. And, and I just fell in love with the place. And they started asking me to uh, attend some board meetings and they'd ask my opinion. I'd give them my opinion happily. And, and uh, so they, they wanted to get me involved in operations, which has been really neat because uh, some of the ideas that I've gathered from really traveling the world, playing golf and, and seeing best practices and having great relationships through the PGA and the PGA tour. And you sort of learn what you like and what you don't like. And, and, and I always thought, man, if I ever got involved in golf, here's how I would do it. And, and they basically have given me that opportunity. And uh, it, it's um, uh, a beautiful place. Our current course is, is a top 100 under the courses you can play list by several different magazines. And, and we've got a, a $200 million hotel project that's within a year of being completed. And then we're working on a second golf course uh, right now that I, I think is going to be a real show pony. And and uh, I spend a lot of my time when I'm not in South Carolina uh, promoting golf in Myrtle Beach up here, sort of designing a, the, the, the golf experience for our members and, and, and our guests that come through. And, and uh, so it, it's um, uh, sort of neat that I get to use two sides of my brain. And, and um, I, I really enjoy being able to, to, to do that. It, it definitely keeps life interesting. I can assure you of that, but uh Good folks, beautiful place, and and uh, it's got a great, great future ahead of it. And I'm uh, re real pleased and proud to have an association with it. For those listening, uh, go to the show notes here of the podcast. I'm going to put a link to Macklemore Golf, also to Myrtle Beach Golf as well. 
and then also to uh, Charlie's show. Please make sure you go check that out. I cannot tell you how entertained I have been by your show. It's awesome. You know, and and my goal, you know, is just you you always want to have a positive impact on people's lives, right? And you uh, you want to help them become better people. And then and, and what we're blessed with is being able to combine that with the game of golf and then being a positive influence as a golf instructor in people's lives. I'll be honest with you, you have been the model for that. Uh, you really are you know, just a, such a positive person, uh, making positive impacts in people's lives and the game of golf. So thank you. Thank you so very much for being such an inspiration and example to me uh, and to so many other people. I, I cannot thank you enough. Well, thank, thank you very much for your kind words. And, and um, it, it's it's just amazing in golf. Um, I know I, I uh, gained a lot of my inspiration and knowledge from the folks that, you know, came, came before me, uh, like a Peter Jacobson, D.A. Wyvering, Mark Lye, uh, actually Jack Nicholas. Um, I can't believe I, I got a chance to know and, and become friends with Jack Nicholas. You're <laughs> talking around, I can't believe he knows me, but – but, you know, that's a great thing about golf is you learn from the people that came before you and, and, and um, you, you, you gather that knowledge, you pass it along. But more than anything, you, you know, you, you, you show respect for the game and the people that play it. And, and that's just something that we, we got to keep on doing, keep on passing it down, because I think it's really what separates um, those of us that are in golf from, from uh, folks that are out there in other sports. And, and um, it's yeah. – um, it's it's an amazing thing golf is. Charlie, I'm so excited to see uh, what the future holds for you. Again, congratulations on beating colon cancer and uh, cannot wait to see what's on the horizon for you and what you're going to continue to do to inspire people and grow the game of golf. Thank you so very much and I encourage you to go out there and follow Charlie on his social media platforms. Where can they do that at, Charlie? How can they keep up with what's going on with you? Well, the best place uh, to keep up with me is I, I stay fairly active on Twitter, and uh, I am um, at Charlie Reimer PGA. I believe that is my Twitter handle, and I try to keep people informed about what's going on. and And um, I'm not real good on the other formats. I just stay on one. So hopefully, Elon Musk will keep it around for a while. <laughs> hopefully so. <laughs> Charlie, it's been an absolute pleasure. I cannot sit here and say thank you enough. I truly mean it. Thank you so much. And I cannot wait to have you on the show in the, in the future again. Hopefully we can do that. You got it, Steve. Anytime I can help, I'm happy to. Thank you very much for having me on. Congratulations, my friend. You have completed another episode of the Go Forth and Golf podcast. Thank you so very much for taking the time to listen to this conversation I had with Charlie Reimer. Go out there and support Charlie in his future endeavors. And again, I thank Charlie so very much for taking the time to come on the podcast. Make sure you follow this podcast for alerts. So if you, whatever platform you're listening on, if you subscribe or follow, you'll get alerts as to when new episodes drop. Also, if you feel like I deserve it, go out there and give me a five-star rating on whatever platform you're listening, if it allows you to do so. That five-star rating just moves me up those charts and it puts me in front of more people who go out and search for a golf podcast that they want to listen to. I pop up on that search, and that's just more people that I can reach, and that's and we can continue to grow this golfing community that we've already established. So thank you so much for that. And also, going out there and leaving me a positive review 
on whatever platform you're listening on helps a lot. It, again, puts me in front of more eyes and helps me to obtain more listeners. Your help is so, so very appreciated on that. This season, if you share my podcast on social media and you tag me in that post, I'm going to reach out to you, first of all, and say thank you very, very much for doing so. But I'm also going to enter you into a contest at the end of this season. I'm going to do a drawing for a free tailor-made wedge as well as other great prizes, again, at the end of the season. So there's a chance for multiple people to win some really, really cool prizes I'm going to give away at the end of season number four. So please go out there and share this podcast on your social media platform. Again, make sure you tag me and I'm going to reach out to you and say thank you and put you into that drawing. Also, if there's a tip or a topic that you'd like to hear me discuss, please reach out to me and let me know. I've had several people do so already. Thank you so much. You can reach out to me on all of my social media handles and on Instagram. It's going to be sgoforth underscore PGA. It's Goforth Golf Instruction on Facebook, and it's at Goforth Golf on Twitter. You can also shoot me an email. It's sgoforth at pga.com. I'd love to hear from you. Please don't be shy. Reach out to me because this podcast is for you, and I would love to discuss topics and tips that's going to entertain you. So, so again, please don't be shy. Reach out to me. I'd love to hear from you. The next episode is going to drop on Wednesday, January the 18th. I got another great conversation I'm going to have with Nick. You don't want to miss out on this. We're getting ready for the upcoming season. So we're going to sit down and have a wonderful conversation for the next episode. As always, go out there, hit those drives long and straight, hit more greens and regulation, drain more putts, and most of all, my friend, get out there and have a good time. That's what we're here to do. Have a good time. Don't ever lose sight of that. Don't forget to do something nice for somebody today because it's going to make you feel absolutely amazing when you put somebody else ahead of yourself. And remember, together, let's go forth to a better golf game. You've been listening to the Go Forth and Golf Podcast. Be sure to subscribe to this podcast wherever you're listening to receive alerts on new episodes. For more information, please follow us on social media at Go Forth Golf Instruction or visit our website at GoForthGolfInstruction.com. Remember, together, let's go forth to a better golf game.